0: okay we're back in this wednesday i'm jeff MacArthur, and let's double back on that announcement from earlier in the week the prime minister announcing a five thousand dollar rebate to help get more canadians into an electric vehicle here's our ev expert kenneth Bocour, host of the ev revolution show on youtube who joins us now kenneth good afternoon
1: good afternoon jeff welcome back to reality
0: Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, What about the reality of this rebate? Uh, Let's talk about that, if we could. What did you think about this announcement? Is $5,000, is that enough to convince Canadians to make the jump to EVs?
1: Well, I think it is, Jeff, uh, for a number of reasons. And by the way, the $5,000 federal program under the Zero Emission Vehicle Incentive Program, or ZEVIP, excuse me, has been around for a few years. Um, So I think well over 150,000 people have taken advantage of that $5,000 rebate already. And it helps with that initial upfront cost because EVs are at a higher price normally than a comparable internal combustion vehicle. Uh, So it helps to bring that initial upfront costing down. And then, of course, you look at your operating costs over time, which really shine. And then people will realize those savings in about four to five years.
0: Okay, well, let's talk a bit more about this uh, rebate, because does it need to be matched, particularly in this province, by the Ontario government? Of course, uh, when the Ford government uh, came to power, they famously took away the provincial uh, rebate. And you look at provinces like Quebec, where I believe the combined rebate, correct me if I'm wrong, Kenneth, is is around $12,000, is it?
1: I believe it's about that. Yeah, exactly. And we had it before the Ford government came in a fourteen thousand dollar rebate. And at that time in, in twenty seventeen, the end of twenty seventeen, actually, Ontario was leading Canada in EV adoption by the numbers because of the strong rebate program. Of course, it fell off a cliff uh, when the when the program got scrapped by the Ontario government. I do think it is helpful to have some sort of program back, be it even if it's a, if it's a federal matching program of five thousand dollars. I think that that would be suffice to help uh, spur and promote more EV adoption to get consumers over that initial price tag cliff.
0: All right. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that, because as you and I have spoken in the recent uh, past with these spike in gas prices, there's a lot of Canadian families sitting down at the kitchen table, crunching the numbers, thinking, Well, does it make financial sense? Does it work for us with these higher gas prices? Should we make the leap? And the rebate is part of that uh, calculation, if you will, part of the uh, picture. But uh, what other things should we be considering? And let's start with something like uh, driving needs. Does it make more sense if you're kind of in town as opposed to uh, maybe doing a lot of highway or longer distance driving to make the leap to an EV?
1: Well, it can can certainly work for both scenarios, Jeff. Um, Obviously, if it's an in-town vehicle, most EVs come with battery packs, and these are all electrics when we talk about EVs. Ranges of 350, 360 kilometers right up to almost 700 kilometers, depending on which vehicle you get. So they're plenty capable for around-town chores. I mean, the average mileage that people do, I think, are around 50 or 60 kilometers a day. Um, so they're more than capable for that, even in the dead of winter when you could lose, you know, 30% of your range because of the cold temps. For long-distance driving, again, I would say that it depends on the, the consumer's needs, on what their needs are. There is a lot of charging infrastructure already out there across Canada, around 3,700 stations or so, with more coming all the time. Um, the on routes just lit up pretty well everything around the 400 series highway corridors in Ontario with chargers too, to make it more convenient. So it really depends on what those long distance driving needs are, because most people can recoup about 80% of their battery range back in about half an hour, 20 minutes to 30 minutes is the average.
0: you mentioned winter driving and a 30% drop off in uh, battery life or uh, mileage in colder weather. Is that something we expect to get better as technology improves?
1: Yeah, it definitely will. All the OEMs and the battery manufacturers are working on different chemistries for the battery cells on ways to handle the cold, because the cold just uh, saps the energy, the the, uh, ability for the battery to conduct energy through it and hold that energy just kind of taps that away. They're working on chemistries, graphite and, and less cobalt and some other things, even solid state are part of that mix. So we should see that technology advance. But even with what we have today, Jeff, I mean, I've had an EV now for three or four years. I've never had an issue in driving in the cold temps, even the minus 30 degrees that we get.
0: All right. Uh, Let's talk about charging and charging at home and the cost there, because if you get an EV, it's another thing to plug in. I mean, I'm just looking in front of me here. I've got my uh, watch, phone and laptop that I'll need to plug in each and every uh, night. Now, on top of that, it might be my car. Uh, Just how much does it cost on average to install a charging station at your home?
1: Yeah, you can get predominantly what people do is get a level two charging uh, apparatus or an EVSE installed and that could range the the unit itself anywhere from $500 to $1,500 and then depending on the complexity of your installation, it could be a few hundred dollars to maybe $1,200 depending on what you need to do from a certified electrician. But even if it's say two grand, Jeff, that investment you'll recoup in about one year of fuel savings versus an internal combustion vehicle. Because the cost of charging is so small. I mean, it's about, you know, home charging is about four or five bucks to to charge overnight to get around, let's say, 350 to 400 kilometers of range. That's a cup of coffee to go 400 kilometers if you look at it that way. You can't do that with ICE internal combustion vehicles. You have to go to a gas station and even a Honda Civic at 47 liters, that's a $70 fill up at a buck 50 a liter versus, uh, you know, charging an EV at that, let's say, five bucks for uh, three quarters of that range.
0: All right, one thing we've not mentioned in this conversation and again you and I have talked about this in the past, maintenance costs, they are appreciably lower with EVs, correct?
1: That is correct. I mean, there's less moving parts. There's about 2000 parts uh, moving parts in an internal combustion vehicle and about 10% or 200 in an in a ice vehicle, even less, could even be 20. The motors are, are built like tanks, you know, they're connected to the drive axles, there's no transmissions, there's no oil changes, there's no uh, coolant per se. There is a coolant that runs through the battery pack, but again, it's a sealed system, doesn't have to be changed for multiple years. And these things run like tanks. They just keep going and going. Even the battery packs, even some of the older packs that are still there for the 2010, 2011 Leafs, there's still a lot of those on the road that have you know 60, 70 percent of their starting range that people drive because they just they it costs them almost nothing to operate. So the maintenance costs are very low.
0: All right, finally, let me ask you this, Kenneth, for those that are sitting on the fence when it comes to making the leap into EVs, and I'm going to include myself uh, here, because I've been thinking a lot about this like so many others, and here is my concern and my hesitancy, and maybe the same for a lot of other people, is you know, I feel like we're on the cusp of a lot of technology coming in the next year or two. I don't want to dive in too soon and uh, then find out, oh, that EV is the one I really wanted that uh, comes out in 2025. Also, of course, with this uh, $5,000 rebate being extended, I'm uh, wondering about uh, further rebates from uh, a provincial government uh, You know, months or another year uh, down the road. Might I miss out on that? Is now the time, do you honestly think, to dive into the market, or are you better to maybe wait a little longer? The, the window isn't quite right yet.
1: Well, I guess it would depend on the use case. So it depend on your specific dri- uh, driving needs that you need uh, and listeners out there. I would say don't wait because the technology is sound and it's very viable today. Um, And again, you can start benefiting from a zero emission driving experience and the lower maintenance and operating costs that we described immediately. If you're concerned about the provincial rebates, then I would maybe wait till after June 2nd and see if we have a change in, um, in leadership in the provincial government. I can 99% tell you I'm confident that if the uh, Conservatives stay in, they're not going to put any money into incentive program. They may look at spending money on education and outreach and other programs like charging infrastructure and things like that, but pretty confident we won't see any rebates. But you know, people could surprise me. The technology is going to continue to advance just like cell phones and laptops did and TVs where they got better and, and cheaper every year. But for climate change reasons, Jeff, we need to act sooner than later.
0: All right. Great stuff, as always. Very informative. Kenneth, thanks so much. We'll talk again soon.
1: Thank you. Take care.
0: You too. Kenneth Bokur, host of the EV Revolution Show, which you can access and view on YouTube. And we're back after a break here on the Jeff MacArthur Show.